Is this seat taken, madame? <laughs> Can't get over what a good day it is out here. It's gorgeous. I'm milling about with Eleanor Coppola. She is the writer-director of Love is Love is Love. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. I decided to join the lunch party. What do you think? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so tell me, Eleanor, what inspired these three tales that, that are in the film? Well, each one comes from some kernel of experience I've had or something I knew about or um, something that just caught my personal interest. And I can't totally explain why these stories instead of others. But uh, the first one, I was uh, interviewing an actor who was in Canada and we interviewed over Skype. This was a few years ago. And he was telling, he was on location. He was telling me about uh, one of the, his friends there on location who was having Saturday night dates with his wife over Skype. And I don't know if that just intrigued me, that idea. And this is way before COVID and this is way before we were Zooming. So uh, I created that short piece and I felt like after having been on long locations in France preparing my previous film, that this could be something I could just do without like waiting six years to find the funding and you know just make it happen with the weapons at hand. So I made the uh, the, the French restaurant in our winery and I made the Montana location in a bunkhouse that we have on the property. And uh, I, I said, this is really possible. We just use what we have right in front of us and. Uh, and so I did that. And then I had the idea for the other two, again, stemming from something I'd experienced or something that connected to me. Did you uh, use the wine from Coppola Wines for, for any of the scenes? <laughs> I think it may be on the dinner table there at the, at the lunch. I mean, at the luncheon table. Yes. <laughs> That's a good little plug. <laughs> well, I don't know if the labels ever show up, but um you know, we had fun drinking it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorites. Talk about casting these lovely ladies in the late lunch episode. They're they're just terrific women, and they're I'm proud to say so everyone in the cast, except for Maya, is fifty or over. And um I felt there are a lot of wonderful actors out there that are really ex- experienced and very talented and they they don't work as much as uh I'd like to see. I don't see them as often on the screen. Yeah. And, uh, so it was really fun to put together this cast. And the cast always, you always have an actress in mind for the part. But the reality is that actress may not be available or, you know, there are lots of reasons why you, you don't get exactly your dream team. But then it turns out that the team that you do get is even better, maybe. <laughs> so uh, I, I think I really have a wonderful group of women. What happens to all that food? I've always been very curious about that. <laughs> uh, well, usually the crew eats it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's not thrown away. In, in that case, some of the food is used again for the second day and nobody wants to eat it, you know, because it's been brought out again. <laughs> and, you know, they're just sort of fake eating. So did did anybody have any like allergies or you had vegetarians that couldn't necessarily, you know, you have to sort of accommodate. 
in the scene? Uh, a little bit, but um, I don't know if you recall, but it sort of served as a buffet lunch. So if there was someone who didn't eat cheese, they just didn't put that on their plate, you know, so they could really eat everything that, uh, that was on their plate. And one of my favorite moments in that in that scene is Rita Wilson singing. So were you aware that she that she sang? Did you sort of write that in because of that? No, I had written that part for um, someone to sing. And uh, it just was uh, fortuitous that uh, she came to that casting call and, and uh, that part worked out. And I, I'm just thrilled that she's... Uh, she, and then I, of course, I didn't know what original song she would, you know, create, but uh, it was perfect. And, uh, you know, really, I think she did a beautiful job. And I've seen a video now of um, that she's using to sort of get the word out because it really is a remarkable song and, and sung in a way that's really integral to the, to the film. It's not, oftentimes the song is kind of laid in or over the, the end credits or something but but she's really uh, a part of the cast and singing it in a very touching way where my soul was laid in the unspoken I became unbroken I loosened the chains free from the pain now you're gone talk to you about the uh, the sailing lesson um now I imagine that was based on an experience that you had sailing is that true <laughs> well not completely but it it was a uh an experience that I sort of incorporated I was having a lot of friends with who was, uh, who were in, just retiring or had been retired for a little bit and the women seemed to be really adjusting you know they were gardening or <laughs> going to their book clubs or they were they were out and about and, and really kind of enjoying that period and uh, and the men were kind of suffering or they weren't able to quite make that transition you know and they thought because they're so used to kind of going to their office and being appreciated and having a goal and, and having a mission whatever and they were sort of floundering around and at uh, this retirement stage and not knowing what it was that would make them happy. So, of course, they buy an antique car, but somehow that doesn't really do it. And then they get a sailboat, and it's not quite that. So what is it? It must be they need a girlfriend. <laughs> and that would make them happy. So it was just kind of dealing with those issues of that period of life that, that I knew a lot of people were facing. Did the actors have any sailing experience? What were, what were their sea legs like? <laughs> no, they didn't at all. But thank goodness, the uh, cinematographer was a great sailor, and uh, I chose him because of that. Because he was both a good cinematographer and a good sailor, and uh, he was able to manage because all they had to do was step on and off the boat. But uh, he had to manage the sailing and the uh, cameras, you know, and how to capture that experience. So, where was he exactly? Was he like in the bow? Where where was he hiding? Yeah, so <laughs> sometimes the camera would be in the bow and sometimes it would be kind of attached to the mast. And, you know, there were a lot of <laughs> tricks that he knew how to do. It was great. 
So there seems to be a running theme, Eleanor, through your projects. So can you talk about that? Well, I think these uh, films at the end, you know, we tried to find a title for the movie in my um, writing partner, which is what is, what's the underlying theme and all we could come up with that threads through all of them is love in its many forms, you know, long-term love and commitment and loyalty and friendship. And, and so that's, hence the name love is love is love seemed to be the kind of underlying theme, but my overall intention, I think is I want to make movies that uh, are for kind of an underserved audience of people who are uh, whatever, 45 plus, so to speak, uh, to sort of see some of their life experiences reflected on the screen or resonate with them. That the people who've lived some, some life, some years, and, and maybe may have encountered some version of some of the things that, that I present in uh, these films. Yeah, absolutely. I find also as we as broadcasters are getting older, this material is so much more enriching for, for someone like me to watch, you know? Well, I appreciate that because, you know, in a way, I mean, you're one of my target audience persons, I think, you know, because I want to see some of those movies. That's really, you know, someone told me that a a clothing designer was just making clothes that they wanted to wear that they couldn't find in the store. And and, uh, I'm feeling like this is, I'd like to go see this movie or something. I made it in in a sense in the fashion of a movie that I would like to go see. So what's your next project? And hopefully it won't be another four years until we see it. <laughs> yeah, this was actually finished uh, two years ago, but with COVID and all the different contingencies, here it is. And they held it um, until this time, November, when they thought people would be going back to the theaters. And, and uh, I'm happy to see it's you know, going to have a release across the country. Um, my next project is kind of in... <laughs> Um, it's sort of in the waiting room, I guess. I'm having a little intermission. I've been writing, and I don't know what quite is going to come out of that, but uh, something, no doubt. And will it also continue this theme of love and romance and relationships? <laughs> um, to some extent, you know, I'm just uh, trying not to apply any judgment at this time. You know, when you work on original work, you're always you have your self-doubt voice saying oh nobody will be interested in this why bother and so I'm kind of in that overcoming stages of that part of the process and being that you that you worked with all these ladies is everyone sort of keeping in touch with each other and is there another lunch planned at some point <laughs> there they that's interesting you say that because unbeknownst to me they have been all emailing with each other and seeing each other and uh and it did they did form a real bond because we worked together and I did um, acting exercises to sort of bring them together as a group as if they uh more or less knew each other so that didn't have that sort of strangeness of, although of course they didn't have to know each other at the table because these women friends of uh, in the story came from all over so yeah the the cohesiveness and really ensemble acting which um meant a lot because as they grew to really care for each other they didn't get up and leave the table and 
go outside <laughs> when the camera wasn't on them. You know, they stayed there and supported that other actor's work. And I think you sort of feel that camaraderie or bonding between the women. I think you really feel it on screen. Could you describe what some of those exercises were that you did? Because, yeah, you could definitely tell they really loved each other. Yeah, they cared. Um, well, one of them that comes to mind is I had uh, around that table, I put out all the makings for a salad, you know, vegetables, lettuce, oh, everything. And I asked them to, and they gave everybody a chopping board knife. And I said, you know, we're going to make a salad together. And, and you prepare the vegetables and the things in front of you and put them in this big salad bowl. And while you're doing that, you need to talk to the women on each side of you and find out something that they did with Claire, the protagonist of the story, um, what they did with her that the rest of the table doesn't know about. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, and so that kind of got them. Uh, and then they would move, switch places and find out something from two other women. And it, it brought them together in a curious, interesting way that wasn't just rehearsing the lines because if you just rehearse the lines they can get very tired and not have any energy so this bonded the group together but um in a you know different kind of way that was more on an emotional level than just is, is it okay if i steal that for my next dinner party eleanor <laughs> those are the best dinner parties you know we live in the country and my favorite ones are everyone takes the basket and goes out to the garden and picks tomatoes or picks string beans or picks something and brings it in the kitchen and we all make dinner you know that's my favorite oh what a great idea so lovely to have you on my show thank you so much for joining me thank you thanks for asking me thank you thanks good to talk to you bye-bye bye your life always news always refreshing always candid always billing about robin milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you to you, to you. 